That was L-O-V-E Me by Hayley Kiyoko. You're listening to the home of student-powered radio, Tune FM 106.9. Myself and Kim are here in the studio once more with a terrific lecturer to have a bit of a conversation. This time we are joined by Sally Dixon, a lecturer in language studies. Her research interest is focused on descriptive linguistic outcomes of contact individual multilinguism, a multilingualism, language practices in broader regions and contact varieties, and rather fascinating, she lived in Germany for three and a half years teaching linguistics in the English Department of Friedrich Schiller University and Erfurt University. Uh, Sally, thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to have a bit of a chat with us. So um, the first question right off the bat will be, given that a lot of students who are studying or starting to study a a Bachelor of Language Studies, um, potentially first year students starting this week or next week, what exactly do you teach here at UNE? What is the unit that you will be most involved with? Okay, so our discipline area is called Linguistics. So um, I teach a variety of units within linguistics, but in the coming in this um, T1, I'll be teaching our introduction uh, 101 subject. So you can get an overview of what linguistics is, um, how we study languages in linguistics, and what kinds of questions we're asking in linguistics. And then I follow on with our second um, 100 level unit, so that's 102. Um, in T2 and I also teach some of our um, 300 level subjects so I teach um, Indigenous languages which will be next year and meaning in language that will be in T2 as well. Yeah wow there's certainly a lot of I get it it certainly seems like a a decent amount of workload. Yeah so (laughs) that's good it's all good. Yeah definitely. I guess um, being teaching such a wide variety of units um, over the course of the year you would obviously see a lot of you know different students you would and each unit would come with a different sort of approach and teaching style mm. what's the one thing you say students in your units could do to earn a better grade yeah okay so i have taught in a lot of different styles so i'm pretty new to UNE actually as you said i've been in germany um and in so i've taught in a lot of different styles but the one thing i always stress to my students is that um and what beginner students often don't know is that you need to do a lot of preparation before you come to class. So the okay. the time when you are one-on-one with your lecturer or tutor, that time is at a premium because we expect you to do the majority of your study outside of the classroom. Mm. And the way, certainly the way I teach and I think the way many of my colleagues teach is that one-on-one time, whether it's a lecture or a tutorial. Um, this is really about challenging our students, deepening their understanding, getting them to do activities and play around with concepts. It's not where we want to take you through the basics. So we want you to get a lot of the basics kind of under your belt before you come to class. So I think, you know, I see a lot of students who, oh, what are we learning about this week when they rock up to the lecture? No, we want you to really um, have got stuck into the material before you come. And that way, I think, Students who do that, it really activates the knowledge in that one-on-one um, yeah. environment and it really does contribute to you having a deeper understanding of the unit. So one of the things we're always looking for, particularly as we might be encouraging students to go further in their studies with linguistics, is we, want, we don't want students who can just memorise definitions. Yeah. You know, we, okay. we want students who can really engage and play with concepts. So th- this is what we look for with um, when students are in those face-to-face learning contexts. Mm-hmm. What would you say you're most passionate about at the moment 
is it like research or just something else? Um, well, something that's so we've been living out of Australia and I've just come back to Australia. Welcome so something, back. <laughs> <laughs> something that's really on my mind is um, is the idea of decolonization within academia. So I have my actually my first permanent job now at UNE. So I've sort of made the first time in my life been able to make a long-term commitment to an institution and hopefully that's vice versa. <laughs> um, and so I'm really um, focused on what I can do. We often walk around in our lives thinking that we have very little power to change, but I've been reflecting on what I can do as a university lecturer. So I'm thinking about um, the way I conduct my own research um, so moving more to community co-design and collaborative models of research, um, looking at the kinds of research I can highlight for my students. So that would be um, giving them access to Indigenous-led research and Indigenous academics. Um, so sort of um, amping up and talking up that research. Yeah. Um, and so these are all the kinds of things that in, even in my little world as a university lecturer that I that I can do, that's where I have power. So that's what I've really been reflecting on lately. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. So moving on to, I guess, a, another, I guess, sort of personal issue, given that you are obviously teaching a such a large amount of students, given the amount of units that you'll be uh, involved in, if you just um, go back to when you were first a student at university, what is the one thing that with hindsight, with the benefit of hindsight, you realise you probably weren't the most well equipped for, that you weren't the most, you weren't particularly good at when you started university? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know if I'm being better at this now, but um, <laughs> certainly, Fair. no, I have got better over time. What I'm going to say is that um, when I was in an undergrad, I often worked on my assignments. It was like if it was due at two o'clock and I thought I needed four hours for it, then I started at uh, 10 o'clock, you know, <laughs> like I worked right up until the last minute. Yeah. And I mean, with some kinds of assignments, that's not too bad, but yeah. um, with essays, a really good trick which I remember my lecturers always telling me is that, you know, when writing is very different to thinking and very different to talking. And if you give yourself a bit of a buffer of a day at least to f stop writing, um, you think you're finished, but then you can come back to it, you know, because yeah. sometimes then you then it's very clear what paragraphs are very hard to follow or you um, you think, oh, yeah, I can't really remember what point I was making there. And it's not very clear from what I've written. So that's a really good tip. Um, but another thing I would say, because I was the first in my family to do an undergraduate degree, so I really know what it's like to rock up at this institution. You know it has all of these backroom processes and things going on, but you don't know what they are. Um, so my advice more generally to undergrad students is that there is more than one way to sort of go, go towards completion of a, a degree. So in my case, I actually wanted to study psychology at university, but I didn't get the high school marks to go directly into that. And so I enrolled in arts at the institution where I wanted to study psychology, because in an arts degree, I could do the intro psych units as electives in arts. Okay. But then I got really good marks, and that then the psych people were happy to have me transfer, transfer over to them. Cool. By then I'd already been kind of inculcated into the cult of linguistics and yeah. so I ended up doing a double degree so I could do psychology and linguistics. But just, you know, there's more than one way to get to completion and the way you can figure that out 
is by talking to your lecturers, talking to the course conveners, um, making your needs known, you know, because we, I would say all the lecturers and all the staff here at UNE want you to get the best out of your degree and want you to end up with the qualification that's right for you. Um, but you need to be talking for us, to us for us to make that happen. But there's a lot more that can happen than what just goes on the course plans as well. Okay. Hmm. What is something you wish you knew before starting university? Yeah, well, that was it. <laughs> That's like that. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, Just it looks like a big institution. That's very you don't know what's going on at the beginning, but your way into that is in your with your lecturers. Make your needs known, make your desires known. I didn't know what linguistics was when I came to university. Most people don't. They just kind of go, oh, yeah, we'll try that. Um, so we know it's a time for trying things out and working out what the mix is for you. Yeah. You know, I studied psychology, but it turns I discovered that I didn't really like the life of a psychologist. I wanted to do another, have another kind of life. So I was interested in the content area, but not the way of doing research. So we know you're trying all of that out at university, you know, so it's yeah. okay to change. It's okay to rejig your program. Yeah. That's, I think, very well yeah. said. What, um, just moving on a, to a little bit, are you listening to anything at the moment? Not necessarily music, but audiobooks or podcasts. Are there anything that takes yeah. your fancy? I'm a big podcast junkie. Okay. Because um, I ride in from town up to campus each day. Um, I don't listen to much music. I, it, pro it makes me happier when I do, so I probably should do that more. But, um, <laughs> um, one thing I'm listening to at the moment is a series called The Dream. Okay. And series one, it's American... Series one is all about um, multi-level marketing. So people who try to sell you essential oils or mm. vitamins. Pyramid uh, schemes. Pyramid oh, schemes. Yeah, They're like not pyramid yeah. schemes allegedly, but yes, yeah. essentially. Um, and then the second series of it is all about the wellness industry. So that I've been really enjoying. And the other thing I recently listened to, which I love, is called Dolly Parton's America. Mm. So it starts from the premise of... Why is Do why does nobody hate Dolly Parton? <laughs> she appeals to so many different demographics and sectors yeah. of society. How has she achieved this ma magic balance of not annoying anybody? So that was really interesting exploration of America and music and Dolly. Coolio. Yeah, a couple of things. Mm. What do you think the best thing is about your job? The best thing about my job is discovery okay it's about discovering new things and that's the most exciting thing um, and that happens for me in my research where it's obviously that's the whole point is to discover things yeah um, but it also really happens in the classroom and I think that's I don't know if that's specific to linguistics or what but I think given that linguistics part of um, the way we go about finding out about human language um, is by exploring specific languages um, and language is always changing as well. So there's kind of always the potential for some new insight from one of my students as well. So I might say, you know, this particular thing has never been found in any human language and then they might put up their hand and say, well, actually, in the language <laughs> yeah. that I speak. And I'll say, fantastic, great. So there's always that, that potential for discovery is really what I really like the best about my job. Awesome. Mm. 
Um, what would your dream research location be if you could choose? Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the sky's the limit. Wherever anyone's <laughs> speaking language. But actually, um, well, I've done research in lots of different kinds of environments and places that I don't live, mm-hmm. uh, far away from where I live. But at the moment, I have small children, so it's quite hard for me to leave home. So actually, the dream for me at the moment would be to do research within Armadale. And in fact, there's not a lot of research on regional language use or a language use in regional communities so um, that would be very sort of intellectually motivated as well so yeah watch this space that's my plan (laughs) awesome i'll certainly look forward to it (laughs) a little bit um, of a personal question now what is your favorite song i don't have a favorite song okay not very musical (laughs) but i do get earworms and my current earworm because it was on a, a show that i just watched um, is the Pretenders song, the, the Pretenders song, um, Brass in Pocket. Ah, that, yes. That's been in my head for the last two weeks. Straight. Understandable. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we sort of like, we just like, we like to ask a few sort of light questions just so, you know, first year students can sort of understand that lecturers and unit coordinators are people just like yeah. the rest of us and they're not unapproachable and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I think um, it's Chrissy Hine, isn't it? I think, I mean, her voice. Sometimes I think I gravitate more towards the voice quality and that's how I, that's, if I sing, that's the voice I would like to come out of my head, but it's not the one that does come out of my head. (laughs) Entirely understandable. Um, So we, uh, of course, we've got a few more things to ask. Now, I guess the one that I'm more interested to know is, do you, can you think of something off the top of your head that most people would assume about what you teach that is completely misguided or incorrect? Yes, well, okay. I don't have to think very hard for this <laughs> okay. one because it happened to me yeah. on the weekend when I was talking to some old friends. Um, someone was uh, a, a sort of a, a new acquaintance, actually, in the context of talking with old friends. Someone said, oh, what do you do? And I said, I'm a linguist. And we were chatting and after, and she sort of made it, misspoke or something. And she said, oh, gosh, you're a linguist. You're probably judging the way I'm talking. And this is the biggest mistake because linguists, um, as my friend's T-shirt says, we're not judging your grammar, we're just analysing it. So (laughs) one of the, like, professional pitfalls of being a linguist is you do sometimes find yourself listening to the way someone's talking and not paying attention to what they're saying. That certainly happens, but um, we're not doing it because we want to go and put a red mark through what you're saying and say this is right or this is wrong. We're more just kind of highly sensitised to differences in the way people talk. And so the way I often say it is we love language. So for us, it's like the more of it, the the better, more, the more the merrier. So if I notice that you're saying something in a slightly different way to what I would say, that's just super exciting for me. It doesn't, I, I don't, I'm not judging you at all. I'm super excited that it's happening. Awesome. Mm. So what's your favorite time of day? My We're doing favorite. a poll, so we just want to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had some morning, some afternoons. We just want to know. It's, for me, it's the first thing in the morning when my kids jump into bed with me. That is very sweet. <laughs> also irritating because we're tired at three all again. We've had three people say the morning and three people say night time, so we, we haven't got a definitive winner okay. yet. No, it's morning with morning breath and glowing the glowing cheeks that kids have first thing in the morning. Uh, of course. All of Just that. excited. <laughs> That's wonderful. But if you had the chance to go to Mars, would you go? Oh, 
Maybe after my kids are grown. That's fair. That's <laughs> yeah. a fair response, I feel. But it's not a huge desire. I think there's a lot left to discover on Earth. Okay. That's and that's a fair assumption. I'd say, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> there's so much of the world that is unexplored. Yeah. Mm. Um, given that, obviously, you are so involved in the area of linguistics and you are so involved in the teaching of linguistics, do you have any sort of academic or professional presence on social media where people could learn more about yeah i have a twitter account and that's pretty work oriented awesome so um if you're interested in stuff about language variation so that's kind of like oh why do some people say going and some people say going and um where do people say truck and people say lorry and all that kind of hey you speak a bit differently from me a lot of my fellow linguist friends and i tweet about that kind of stuff oh that's okay. fascinating um, cool. so there'll often be a poll you know who says where does the word lorry come from who says lorry and often what happens is that the americans all say oh we say one thing yeah and the british say oh we all say this other thing and yeah. then the australians are sometimes in the middle yeah. like sometimes yeah. <laughs> they go one way and sometimes they go another. Yeah. that so sounds about right my Twitter handle is at Sally Begali. So my nephew called me Sally Begali. So it's S A L L Y B G A L L Y. Okay, awesome. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, definitely have to make sure to get some linguistics students to f- um, have a bit of an explore. Well, the, and linguistics, he also has a Facebook page too. Oh, yes. Oh, that's cool. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm sure. Okay. Use your Google or muscle. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to find it. <laughs> So um, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat to us. It's um, certainly been very informative and we hope that anyone who is studying linguistics or is starting UNE and is studying linguistics in the first trimester um, feels a bit more at ease in, Mm. you know, what to expect. Um, And again, we just want to reiterate that unit coordinators are just just as approachable (laughs) as anyone else. (laughs) So don't be too alarmed by them. Absolutely. And yeah, once more, um, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we are going to play you out with All the Time by Zara Larson here on Tune FM 106.9, the home of Student Powered Radio. Myself and Kim will be having a little break before we come back with the last interview of the day. You're listening to Tune FM here on UNE Student Powered Radio.